May I have your attention, please? My name is Andy Black, and you need to understand that America's healthcare system is broken. They haven't found a single cure for any disease in over 60 years, even though America spends more money on doctor's visits, prescription drugs, physical therapies, surgeries, and specialists than any other nation on the planet. In spite of all that, America is dead last in ranking of all the industrialized nations. If Americans were living longer and had a higher quality of health than all those nations, that would be great. But the truth is we are not living longer and we don't feel better. In fact, we have more disease and live considerably shorter lives than they do. Even their overall quality of health is ranked considerably higher than ours. So thank you for choosing to listen to today's health update. The one place you can turn to to learn the truth about America's sick care system. Truth is, the pharmaceutical system decided many years ago to never cure another disease. And in back rooms, you can hear them explain that there is simply too much money in treating symptoms of disease to ever release another cure. Today's health update is much more than just physical health. By listening to Roy Williams, you will learn how to support your health naturally to avoid using prescription drugs, and how to decrease pain and feel 10 to 15 years younger in just one month. Roy also keeps you informed about fake diseases such as COVID and how to supercharge your immune system naturally. And what is fast becoming his most popular show, Freedom Fridays. So sit back, relax, and listen so you can begin to understand why so many say to Roy, your show is the shortest 30 minutes on the radio. Well, hello ladies and gentlemen. I am Roy Williams, the Guru of Good Health, the Superintendent of Supplementation. Hoping you're having an awesome Christmas day. Yes, this program plays on Christmas Day. Uh, that is an awesome thing because normally, first day of the week, y'all know I teach uh, the Word of God chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And I'm going to continue to do that today, but I am shifting uh, from the book of uh, Proverbs, from wisdom, uh, to the greatest gift that was ever given to human beings. Uh, human beings mean flesh bodies. Uh, I want to kind of explain something to you. A lot of people uh, I talk to all the time, people are contacting me and, and saying they listen to the radio show and they love what I teach, especially Monday school. Uh, they're saying, you know, you said something uh, that caught my attention before. What Basically what it boils down to in most cases, not all of them, but most cases, they say, you know, I was walking around and I, you know, I want to know if I'm in God's will. I want to know if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But I kept asking myself a question. Why are we here on this earth? I mean, that's a big question I get. Uh, you know, why did God put us here on this earth? Why are we uh, the way we are? You know, humans are, are some fickle people. <laughs> really are. <clears throat> but another one I get is what does it all mean? How did it all start? Uh, but the, the most important one of all is they say, you know, you've said before <clears throat> that you went through your whole life raised in church, uh, but you kept saying to yourself, there's got to be more to it talking about the Bible, to God's Word, than I am being taught. So I want to kind of go over that with you today, and, <clears throat> excuse me, to help you understand a little better. Start with 
Uh, you know, so many of us, so many of us, those of you listening to me, you probably raised in church at least some of the time during your life, if not most of your life like I was. And, you know, we were taught salvation, which is an awesome thing. It's probably, without any doubt, the beginning of the most important steps you'll ever take in life. But what did I say? I said the beginning. And then most churches today fail because they get involved in man's traditions and they keep teaching uh, about what Paul talked about was, uh, you know, you're getting the milk, the baby's milk. Do you understand what he means by that? Uh, what, he mean, what he meant when he said that was, you know, you're being taught the salvation principle. You're being taught about uh, the birth of Jesus Christ. You're being taught about uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But how much more of God's Word do you really know? And so many of us, I mean, I read the Bible through as I was growing up. <clears throat> be honest with you, most of it didn't make any sense to me. It's just that simple. I mean, everything from, uh, you know, uh, while we're on this earth, <laughs> all the way through to uh, why do we have to know all these people's names? Who begat who begat who begat who? Uh, why do we have to see all this history of the, uh, you know, the Israeli people, the Hebrew people, and what they went through? And why do we have to understand all that? And it never really made sense to me uh, till I understood the first, second, and third Earth ages. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to something even more important than that. I'm about to get into uh, some real deep stuff. You see, uh, what Paul was talking about when he said you're, you're being given the milk uh, of a newborn baby, of a, of a young Christian, but you're not getting the meat. The meat is something that's harder to digest. It's, uh, it's what an adult eats, <clears throat> not a small baby. <clears throat> so... Many of us went through our entire Christian lives after we accepted Christ and was involved in church, and we were taught plenty of the milk. We got that a lot, but we didn't necessarily get the meat, okay? So since this is Christmas Day, uh, I'm going to tell you about the greatest gift that was ever given to humanity today. And we know that that's Jesus Christ. I'm not going to knock that in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but it's more than just the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, it really is. So in order to help you understand that, uh, let's go to Romans chapter 8. You know, I teach uh, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, straight from the King James Version. So if you want to follow along, that would be great. Uh, and I'm going to show you how this wonderful gift God gave us is the answer to a lot of the problems that's going on in the world today. And I mean, if you watch the news today, you see uh, the, the, not just the United States of America as a nation, but the whole world is in turmoil, uh, conflict, uh, wars and rumors of wars. We're right there where Jesus talked about that. And, and it, it starts to come clearer and clearer to us as we age that we're in those end times, we would call them. That don't mean it's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not saying that. It don't mean it happened 100 years. Only Jesus, I mean, only God knows. Not even Jesus knows the date. Uh, I mean, the hour, we got, but we got the seasons. And it seems to me like, and so many other people agree, that we're in that last season. Uh, so let's start in, in Romans chapter 8. 
Let's go with verse 1. Uh, Paul writing to the Christians. Now, you got to remember, Paul is writing to the Christians. Uh, he says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So he's talking to people who have believed that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior, that he died, uh, was crucified, in other words, that he was hung on the cross, he was put in the grave, and he rose again. They believe that. But let's get into something deeper today than just the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, or in this case at Christmas, uh, just the birth of the Savior. I mean, the birth of the Savior is an awesome thing. I don't believe it's the most important thing uh, in biblical history. I think Passover is the one celebration we ought to be doing this time of year, but that's another story. It don't, it don't matter to me if you celebrate Christmas. Uh, we celebrate Passover. Verse 2, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. You see, when we were born in the flesh, we fell under the law. And even back in the Old Testament, you can read it, and uh, the Hebrew people had a horrible time uh, being able to follow along uh, with the law. It was tough. I can't even imagine living back then. Verse 3, for what the law could not do, all right, the law couldn't do it. We could not keep the law. Over and over and over again, we would fail to keep the law. And that it was weak through the flesh. What was weak? The flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Now, I want to talk to you about the flesh just a second here and something very important said here. God sending his own son in the likeness of the sinful flesh. Now, you know, God never asked us to do anything he don't do. He, he even decided that since he asked us to be born in the flesh, put our spirit bodies in this flesh uh, that we live in today, that the spirit lives in, and facing the world and the, the temptations and the sinfulness of the world, uh, God decided he was going to be born in the flesh through his son, Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what was happening on, on when, when Mary... Uh, was implanted with the seed of God, God's own Son, God in the flesh. If you've if you've seen the Father, you've seen. I mean, if you've seen the Son, you've seen the Father. You see, you look just like you did in the first Earth Age. God said, "Let us make man and woman in our image." Actually, he didn't say a woman, but he made them both in our image. What does he mean by our? In yours, in my image. Uh, we, at about age 30, look exactly the way we looked in the first earth age. And he put our souls in these bodies as a test to see if we would seek him, study his word, and, and believe in his son. That's exactly what this is all about. Or are we going to turn to Satan? And believe me, plenty of them turn to Satan. So God's own son was born in the flesh with the same temptations, the same... Uh, desires the same everything we have except he is the purest bloodline of all straight from God himself he is God in the flesh verse 4 that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit once you accept Christ you walk in the spirit 
which is exactly what Jesus did his whole life. The Holy Spirit was in him from the second he was born. How do we know that? Because when Mary went to see Elizabeth, when she was standing a, a distance off and Mary saluted her, uh, John the Baptist jumped in Elizabeth's womb, uh, recognizing that, that God was in Mary. That baby was in Mary. Five, for, that, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. If you ever know somebody that's living in this old sinful world, boy, it's all about the flesh for them. And that's what they do. Verse 6, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So what did Christ bring to us on this earth? Uh, he brought eternal life. He brought eternal life. Okay? So let's go now to... Uh, Romans 8, let's skip right on over to verse 28. I want to get to the meat of this. I want you to understand uh, what a miracle Christ brought to this earth. Yes, through his birth, for sure, that's where it began. But it's his life while he walked on this earth in the flesh that set the example for you and I. So if you study his word, if you pay attention to his word, if you try your best to live according to the way he lived his life and let the Holy Spirit work through you, you won't be controlled by the flesh. Now, with that said, uh, many of us have tried, and this whole world is getting ridiculously uh, evil. Uh, I mean, evil's the right word. I, it, is so, uh, it is so embarrassing to some degree how our own leaders in our own country have turned their back on God. As a matter of fact, they seem to be embarrassed if the word of God is even used or if the talk about Jesus Christ is even used in politics today. It's not allowed to be brought up in our educational system today. Uh, it's like we're ashamed of the gospel of Christ. That's a horrible situation to be in life uh, because the only way you're going to please God is if you believe in his son, Jesus Christ, and not be ashamed of it. Are you ashamed of the gospel of Christ? Are you, are you ashamed to let people hear you talk about your love for Christ, your love for God our Father? Are you ashamed to pray in public? And I don't think you should pray in public. Like, you know, There's a whole lesson about that in the Bible too, and Jesus taught it. Uh, not to be heard, not to, for people to think that you're a righteous person. As a matter of fact, he said you ought to go to the closet and pray instead of that because that's a personal conversation between you and your father. And what, made, what gave you the ability to have a personal conversation with your own father, the creator of the universe and all human beings and everything else that is, what gives you that right? When Christ died on that cross, he ripped that veil from top to bottom. You see, up until that time, you had to have a priest go before into the temple and shed blood so that you could have a relationship with God the Father. But Jesus ended that. Now you and I, because of God allowing his son to to live and die and bleed and accept, and accept all of the sins of the world on himself, 
that veil was ripped apart and we can walk directly into God with our sins and admit them and, and be proud of the fact that we are Christians. Sorry about that, y'all. I keep forgetting to turn my phone off. Uh, something I should never do, but see, I'm still human too. <laughs> but let's look at verse 28 in Romans and let's see what Paul has to tell us because that's a very important message here that I think is perfectly fitting for Christmas. So let's get started. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. I love these particular words. I like all the words of God, but in, the, in these words you know that these words come through the Holy Spirit that was given through Paul. Paul was selected by God and struck down so that he would be fully aware of who Jesus Christ was. And then he went on to write more of the, of the New Testament than anybody else in the Bible. Uh, God favored him, even though his goal in life before he knew Christ was to kill Christians. He was a sinner, just like you and I. And God could still use him. And yes, God could still use you too if you'll move out from the milk stage of infancy and move into the adult stage of meat really understanding God's word. And the only way you can do that is study it chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Chapter 20, I mean chapter 8, verse 28, book of Romans, Paul writes, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Now there's a lot in this verse of scripture, okay? Uh, first of all, recognize the world's in pitiful shape right now. We've kicked God and Christ out of about everything. Uh, and as a result, we're suffering just like, just like the Hebrew did, the Israelite people did back in, in Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then uh, through all the tribes of Israel. Uh, they suffered every time they turned their back on God, and that's what's happening to the United States today. But right now, I want you to remember this. Yes, there's suffering going on, but remember this. You see, because we know Christ, we know that all things work together for good. Because why? Because we love God. There's a stipulation there. To them that love God, do you love God? To them who are the called. Now, I want you to focus on that word a minute. Called. What are we called to do? Why are we called? Remember, we are in that last time in the, in the, 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 the generation of the fig tree. And God has called us, what? According to his purpose. He knew us before we were born. He knew which spirit he was putting in which flesh body on this earth to serve a purpose for him. You should get so much pleasure knowing that you're here at these times. And if you're desiring to know the word of God, you've got a purpose that's through God the Father himself. 29, for whom he did foreknow. I want you to think about that a second. You remember I told you he knew you from the first earth age. That's what this means. For whom he did foreknow. He knew you. He knew that you did not turn your back on him uh, and follow Satan. You stuck with God. You're a special person if you know this. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now, so settle in your mind. If you've had a desire to know the word of God and to know more, uh, you're, you're one of his chosen ones. 
from the first earth age. You were predestined. I used to ask my dad, if we're predestined, then we don't have a choice. And my dad didn't know how to explain it, but he did explain to me, I just don't understand it. Well, I do now. I, predestination simply means he chose us from the first earth age. He knew that we didn't turn our back on him and follow Satan. That's what it means. To be what? Conformed or transformed to the image of his son. Through Jesus Christ we can be transformed that what? That he might, that God might be the firstborn among many brethren. And he was. He was the firstborn that gave his blood, his shed blood for the forgiveness of sins. Verse 30, moreover whom he did predestinate, chose from the first earth age, them he also called. He put us here at this specific time for a specific purpose. And whom he called, chose us, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Man, you can't go over this verse without looking at that word justified. You know, what does justified mean? Well, first of all, he called us. Then he justified us. How did he justify us? When you accepted Christ as your Savior, in order to do that, you have to uh, recognize that you are a sinner, that you aren't worthy of God's love, that you didn't qualify. No human ever has qualified but Jesus Christ himself. And he knew that. That's why in the Old Testament we talked about earlier, the law wasn't that good. The law was great. It hadn't changed an iota, not a dot or a tittle. It's not changed. But we couldn't conform. How did he get us to conform? Through sending his Savior, his, his son that was born. Y'all may be celebrating it on this day. Who, who was born for the forgiveness of sins. Who knew when he was born that he was going to go through this flesh body just like he asked us to do. See, he's never asked us to do anything he wasn't willing to do through his son, the same thing. Knew he was going to be uh, lied about, uh, convicted of a crime, many crimes he didn't commit, carried to court, and knew that he was going to be convicted of crimes he didn't do. An innocent man was going to be uh, hung on the cross. And some people say, how do you know he was hung on the cross? Some people say he was stuck at a stake. No, who who killed him? Now the Pharisees and Sadducees threw him to the lines, you might say, to the Roman Empire, but the Roman Empire killed him and the, the only method of, 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 of for a murderer or some convicted criminal back then was on the cross. Folks, believe me, he died on the cross just as it was predicted. But let's get to this part here. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, me and you, whom uh, them he also called, he has a purpose for us, and whom he called for that purpose, them he also justified. What does it mean? When you accepted Christ as your Savior and asked him to forgive you of your sins, those sins were blotted out. They're gone. They're not going to ever be looked at again. God says, don't even bring them up to me again. That would be like saying he didn't forgive you. He did. Justified. My dad explained it this way one time. I'll never forget it. My dad and mom taught us these things. My dad and mom were awesome. Uh, good, faithful people to God's word. Justified. He says, break it down. It means just as if I'd never sinned. 
no matter how horrible you've been, no matter how much sin you committed, no matter how many crimes you committed, no matter how you've hurt other people, how bad it is, how many drugs you've used, how much you've drank, how horrible you've lived according to God's laws, did you know the seconds you ask God to forgive you, they're cast as far as the east is from the west, and they're blotted out. That means it's like writing all your sins on a chalkboard and then erased. They're gone forever. It's just as if you'd never sinned. So not only did he predestinate us, chose us from the first earth age, called us for a specific purpose, and then after he called us, because we accepted his son, he justified us just as if we'd never sinned. And was it finished, that verse saying, in whom he justified them he also glorified. What does that mean? That means he gives us everlasting life. He, he puts us in his glory. You see, God is the Sabbath. He is the rest. He is our salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. And we'll finish up with verse 31. For what shall we then say to these things? That's a question. He's asking a question here. So, so what do we say about these things that Paul's teaching us? What's Paul trying to tell us? He ends it with this question. If God be for us, who can be against us? So don't you worry about what's going on in the world around you. You go ahead and celebrate the birth of our salvation, Jesus Christ. You go ahead and live at peace. You have nothing to fear. How many times in the Bible did God or the angels of God say, fear not, don't be afraid? How many times did Jesus say that? You see, when you know Jesus is your personal Savior and he justifies you, he blots those sins out, and justifies you. In other words, he looks at you through the shed blood of his son just as if you had never sinned, as if you were perfect. That's the only way we're ever going to be able to look perfect in God's eyes is through his son. That veil was ripped open. We can walk in and talk to God. And you know, we fail as Christians. You're still going to sin. You're still in the flesh. It's weak. Paul talked about that too. It's weak. Christ talked about that. The flesh is weak. But when you, when you fail, you do what? You ask God to forgive you again, and then those sins are blotted out. i tell you what, I'm one of these people that I, I ask God to forgive me often. It's necessary because I sin often. I try not to. I try, and the good Lord knows, I try hard not to, but I do. Uh, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You're never going to qualify. That's why he said at one part in the Bible, he said, it is a gift of God, not of works, not of anything you can do to earn it, lest any man should boast. In other words, if you could work and live good enough life, you could put your chest out and say, look, I am able. No, you're not. God's able. And you're only able through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So celebrate the birth of Christ. Remember, God sent him for your salvation. And get into the meat of, words God, of the word of God, God's word. Study it. Study to show yourself approved. Continue to listen to today's health update. 
And I'm going to end the show today with this right here. I hope you have the merriest Christmas you've ever had. And I believe you will if you'll put God first in your life in 2024. Until next time, may God continue to bless all of us with abundant health. As I said earlier, thank you for choosing to listen to today's health update. If you like what you heard, please consider sharing it with others who need to know the truth. To hear this or any of Roy's shows, go to www.podbean.com, www.podbean.com. And remember, you can learn more by going to our website, www.nhcherbs.com. That's www.nhcherbs.com. Or you can call to get more information at 256-757-0660.